Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Mind Shifters Radio with the Forgiveness Doctor, Dr. Michael Rice. I'm Jeannie Rice, your co-host. Michael and I will share with you the wisdom of the ancient Aramaic internal process of forgiveness. We offer tools and support five days a week. We will support you in building a solid foundation within yourself to live in pure love in Aramaic Rachma. Michael is the author of Why Is This Happening to Me Again? For more information on Michael or myself or forgiveness, please visit www.whyagain.org. And now, your co-hosts, the Forgiveness Doctor, Dr. Michael and Jeannie Rice. Hi, and welcome to the show. This is Friday, July the 15th, 2016. And our call-in number is 646 200 Press 1, and that puts you in queue to talk to us. And we would love to hear your comments and your questions because that makes this your show. Welcome, Michael. Thank you, dear heart. And welcome, everybody, to another episode of Mindshifters Radio. We're honored, delighted that you choose to share this space with us. And we are here to offer just every scintilla of support that we can reach into the depths of our being to offer to you in terms of our understanding of the tools, our development of each aspect of especially first century Aramaic forgiveness and all of the corollary tools that go along with it. We're here to support you and honor you with those tools and to deliver them to the best of our ability and everybody on the team gives 100% of what they have in terms of making this available on a a global scale. So we're just uh, filled with honor and delight. This morning we, yesterday we had this huge rainstorm here. We're in Ellington, Florida, just getting ready. We'll probably be out of here by tomorrow morning, but uh, huge, you know, lightning, thunder, like claps that just rang for several seconds. And, And this morning there's this awesomely beautiful blue sky and these white puffy clouds in the air and for me we actually walked down to see a neighbor this morning and it was just uh such a a space of appreciation for for what we have for what we've been given for what we have the opportunity to give away to you and so we're delighted that you're here and if you've been following my facebook posts lately i've been making the suggestion i've been doing this for months now and this is obviously coming to a head, that um, we really need to get rid of police in our society and move to peace officers. That, you know, if you look historically, and, and of course there's a lot of PR about police being your friend, but the truth is if you look historically, police states aren't very kind to their citizens ultimately. Sooner or later, There's an insanity that turns around, much as there are, and, you know, I've met and know, I have family that are in the police uh, profession, yet there is sadly a mindset uh, that tends to sooner or later turn that into uh, something that's not so healthy and happy for people, including the police themselves. So I've been posting this idea of, officers and someone asked me the other day well and you know we've talked before about how how wonderful it is to engage in people's questions and when the question was asked it was like well what do you mean but the question was what's the difference between a peace officer and a police officer so that kind of triggered some brain cells and I'm working on writing an article because I don't think by and large our culture understands what the difference is and what the problem is and when we recognize that each of us, you know, what do we know about the brain? We know that each of us lives in our own world. You know, if we look at the CIA handbook, you'd think that the CIA was reading 
uh, Course in Miracles or Why Is This Happening to Me Again is they are talking about perception. And in that handbook, they tell us that the mind does not record reality, it generates reality. So what that means is that each of us is looking at a unique world. And that reminds me of a silly joke, and I'll pass on the joke. Jeannie's probably sitting through there grinning that I'm passing and saying thank you. But, but <laughs> that each of us lives in a unique and individual world generated from within us based on, yes, an interaction between what happens in our lives and what goes on from within. But ultimately, what is not in common knowledge is that we are not looking out through our eyes at a world that's out there. We're looking at a unique world that is generated from within us. So again, the CIA handbook, having spent who knows how many millions researching perception, in order to improve and get the best perception possible from their analysis says, analysis, pardon me, says the mind does not record reality, it generates it. So once you understand this, then the next thing you have to realize is that perception has a quality to it. You know, some people's perception doesn't empower them to make good choices. It tends to, and, and even, you know, if, if you've noticed, you know, there have been certain perceptions that you have that come up with a lot of oomph, and when they do, you find yourself saying and doing things that you'd rather not say and do. And you say, but I chose to never do that again. Yes, I understand you chose to never do that again, but you didn't clean up the root of your perception, and when that perception comes up, it has a quality. And if there's enough emotional energy and denial and dissociation behind it, then it's going to take over your life and you're going to say and do those things again. That's called making a poor choice. So understanding that perception has a quality, then you start looking at the factors that determine the quality of perception and realize that all behavior is determined by perception. So all of those things come into play. So right now, you and I are experiencing, in essentially, if you close your eyes, you know, you've got a, a dark field in there or maybe a little bit of light. I'm seeing some purple and red right now. But coming through your ears, it's the same thing. We're all listening to the same thing. But I promise you that if when we started up, we open the lines, if I were to say to Dr. Tim, Dr. Tim, what happened in the first X minutes of the show? And then I said, Jamie, what happened in the first X minutes of the show? And then I said, Charlie, you in area code such and such, what happened? I guarantee that no two would have the same descriptors. That perhaps I'll trigger, as Tim and I love to do, bounce off of each other, something wonderful in the way of insight for Tim. And for someone else, I may say things that just really, you know, Michael, their perception might be, well, you just told me that I make poor choices and that, and that, that you know, that there's something wrong with me. It's like, well, you know, that may be a perceptual reality that comes up for someone, but you'll never hear me say that. And someone else might say, oh, gee, Michael, that was so insightful. I, I learned something new about myself. And somebody else might say, yeah, you know, when I was listening to that, what happened? I really learned something about my spouse. Notice everybody's got a unique perception, a unique reality. And if our perceptual structure doesn't support us making either good decisions or choices, and they're two different things, then we need to start to look at the factors that determine the quality of perception and clean them up, obviously. Now, what determines whether one will have good and useful, accurate perception? And, you know, I started this article, it's actually an article that I'm working on. I started out around the idea of answering the question of the difference between peace officers and police, but it's a difference with all of us. You know, do we function out of hostility or fear? You know, if you look sadly in the, the arena of police, you'll see that they're one of the highest in drug and alcohol abuse that there is. They're one of the highest of any profession in spousal abuse. And this is looked at, and I'm, I'm inviting each of us to look at it for ourselves, because that type of behavior is an indicator 
that there's poor perception involved. There's, there's, there's nothing about, you know, is somebody good or bad or better or worse or anything else? It's just how well is this perceptual system guiding us? And when we start to look at the factors that determine the quality of the, the thing that drives people's behavior, we have to be straight up and honest about what those things are. One of the first questions you can ask yourself or ask your police officer or whoever it is that you're talking to uh, is have drugs or alcohol, hostility, rage, depression, or domestic violence ever been a problem in your life? If so, then what we know is we've got a measuring stick that tells us that something's off base in the perceptual system. Because if your perceptual system is actually serving your human life, and we might have a thousand different answers as to what a human life is. Everybody's going to have a different perception. But we solve that dilemma by simply asking you to hold a newborn child or remember the first time that you held a newborn. And as you held that newborn, if you were to describe the essence of the newborn, what would your word be? And everywhere on the planet we've asked that question tens of tens of thousands of times. The answer is always some variation on the theme of love because everybody knows what a human being is. Really, we forget, but we know. And so if, in fact, we are humans, we are love, then obviously a perceptual system that's working properly would support us in functioning as love. And if we start looking at areas in our lives where drugs or alcohol or hostility, rage, guilt, grief, drama, trauma, have been a factor, then there's something in the perceptual system that's guiding us to do behaviors that are out of harmony with the truth of who we are as human beings. And so if one finds that one is prone to poor on-the-spot decisions or then that lead to things like rage, depression, domestic violence, drug use, alcohol use, then what that says, aside from somebody's got a problem to deal with, what it says is that at least one aspect of their problem is there's something wrong in the perceptual system. So, you know, and there's a danger that the question might be interpreted as implying someone's a bad person or has a moral deficiency. The sole reason for asking this question is to determine the quality of one's own perceptual system. So, when once we realize that the perceptual world that we live in determines the type of behavior that we exhibit, then how can I improve my perception? How can I upgrade my perceptual system? And, of course, the everything that we're doing with these tools is to support people in upgrading the quality of the perceptual system so that they have better support for better decisions, better choices, and live life more and more deeply as true human beings. So when you realize that the mind is operated as a device and there are ways to support the functioning of the device and ways to degrade the functioning of the device, then you have to start looking at what are all those things. One of the first ones, you know, if you go back to Yeshua 2,000 years ago, he says the power of life and death is in your words, the kinds of words that you use. Now, we've all heard, to use our example, and again, this is about all of us. It's not just about police versus peace officers. But we've all heard the guys with the guns and the flak jackets and the helmets that go in and the batons and all of that. And you'll notice that pretty much every video, at least that I've seen in that regard, every third word out of somebody's mouth is the F word. That word used in, that, in, in any context is a reflection, I would offer, of hostility within the system. 
So if one is an hostility addict, in other words, you know, gee, here I am with my gun and my shield and somebody might shoot me, so now I've got fear going on. And so I, I'm a big tough guy. I'm not supposed to have fear, so I'm going to, you know, scream out the loudest swear words I can so everybody knows I'm tough and my hostility creates an anesthetic then I'm going to be prone to poor choices. And if you look at it, you know, it, it, it's really, we're kind of back, you know, the forgiveness process is a no-fault system. We're back to a no-fault system here. The guy who does something as insane as shoot somebody when there's no threat to them whatsoever is, in a sense, as much a victim in terms of the, the way the game is played as a person who gets shot because here they are, they've never been shown how to upgrade the quality of their perceptual system. And what we know is that there's three different filters that operate in the mind. And if hostility is the filter that's operative, then when the hostility filter is operative, the perceptual system is going to be filled with threat. Somebody can look at a three-year-old through hostility and be threatened. You know, a six foot six, 280 pound guy can be threatened by a three year old. Now, of course, how does a three year old threaten a guy who's six six and, and 260 pounds? You said that's not possible. That's true. It's not possible for the three year old to threaten them. However, if the hostility filter is set, then the perceptual system of the individual looking at the three year old is going to show that six foot six, 260 pound guy something threatening about the three year old. And if the hostility is deep enough, that six foot six, 260 pound dad who yesterday was cherishing their child picks them up and cancels the thought, shakes them to death. How often have we heard that? How does that happen? It happens because there's something off in the perceptual system and the person with hostility set in their perceptual system is going to be threatened by anything and everything they look at. You know, there was a a neat video that I posted the other day from a country music singer. I forget his name offhand, but he went to the trouble of getting somebody to make a video for him to show people how to act in a police stop in order to stay safe and one of the things he points out is you know if you get stopped have your license and your registration on the dash because if you've got and of course he doesn't say this but in essence if you've got somebody who's in their hostility filter when they're standing at your window know that their perceptual system is going to show them something threatening about you and when you reach to your glove box or you reach around to your back pocket to get your pocket to get your wallet out They're going to feel threatened. And that looks to them, the perceptual system is going to say, oops, and I can can easily understand what happened in the shooting the other day from both sides. I mean, it's insane, but it's insane because we put people with who make poor decisions and are have their minds based in hostility or fear that we hand them guns and badges. That's that's just a big mistake. That's why I keep promoting the idea of get rid of police, hire and train peace officers. The peace officer who walks to the window of the car has a connected space of love. They can interpret what happens lovingly. Now, does that mean that if somebody's got a gun, they're not going to know how to protect themselves? Their perceptual system is going to be so sharp that they will pick up on every cue that is a danger, and they will know how to diffuse the danger instead of react out of their threatened perceptual system that says, oh, oh, this guy's going for a gun, and I'm going to pull mine first and shoot. Now, of course, the same thing happens in our relationships with our children or our spouses or our parents or our neighbors. The person who's feeling threatened, someone says a word, and they're ready to shoot. Now, their shooting might be done with their mouth, their put-downs, their verbiage, or it may be with something like fists or whatever, but it's all the same thing. And so recognizing that if one has a challenge in their life where hostility, depression, spousal abuse, domestic violence, alcohol or drugs have been a factor that says there's work to be done in the, the root of the functioning of the mind, 
a peace officer or a person who's going to live as a true human being. And basically, that's what a peace officer would be. It's going to have a perceptual system that works based in love. It's going to be a person who's handled their own hostility and fear. And when they do, they're not going to shoot at anybody with their words or anything else. They're not going to walk into a system, a, a circumstance, cursing and swearing and every kind of bully word they can imagine because they realize that that's not how their mind works best. And so it is with each of us. So hostility is a mindset that causes one to move toward poor decisions and behavior. So the reason for offering these tools is to give people the opportunity, if there is hostility or fear within the mind, and particularly when the hostility filter is active in the mind, when that's the energy that the mind is plugged into and it's supplying the mind with energy, the behavior that comes out of that mind is always going to be vicious. Of course, there are different degrees of viciousness. One might just, you know, throw a, a put down or a, you know, a, a criticism at somebody, and somebody else might throw a bullet. But it's all the same in terms of what's going on inside the mind. So when one really truly chooses to stay connected to love and becomes a peaceful person in their own lives, then the language that's going to follow, the behaviors that's going to follow, are going to be keyed to warmth, caring, connectedness, instead of words reflecting a mindset for viciousness. Now, the difference I would offer that's going to make for the person that says, well, you just can't approach a criminal like that, is, well, you know, it's, it's no different in that arena than in the arena of personal relationships. If what's moving in me is some form of hostility or fear, then the energy moving in me sets up a literal high energy wave and sprays that energy on the person I'm looking at. If I walk up to someone spraying the energy of hostility on them, the the acid of hostility on them, they are probably not going to respond very well. If I walk up to someone and because I know who I am as a human being and function as love, If I stand in that space, in that connected space, then I'm going to be spraying love on that person in front of me. And the person who perhaps was just getting ready to reach for a gun is going to say to themselves, wait a minute, I don't need to do that. Because they're not going to feel threatened and move into the hostility space to match the energy that's being sprayed on them. And so it's a reciprocal game and, and, of course, everybody on either side of the game can into, well, he did it first, you know, just like war, he did it first. But ultimately, somebody has to get big enough to say, I'm going to cut the game. I'm going to open the space to do something different. And as we choose to function out of the active presence of love, power our minds and our perceptual systems out of love, we're going to make better decisions. And then by making better decisions and doing our work, we're ultimately going to get to the point where we actually make choices rather than make decisions. The key tool in ridding oneself of the energetic dynamics that cause their minds to produce poor perceptions, the key tool is forgiveness. And Not in terms of, should the police officer forgive the criminal? Should the criminal forgive the police officer? No, nothing to do with it. If one or the other is in some form of hostility or fear and chooses and wishes to live as a human being and something less than love is coming up, then forgiveness is the way that I go inside myself and remove the root of my hostility or fear. And when I do that, the whole game changes for everybody. And that's what we're here to support. It's a game-changing for everybody. I don't envy the police in this culture of violence. I don't envy the people on the other end, on the receiving end, that don't know how to hold a space of love and send that energy. But we're certainly committed to making the tools available and supporting people in learning how to do that. 
And so we're honored that you're here to share the conversation with us. Hope that's meaningful to you. We'd love to hear your input, your feedback, your questions. If there's any part of what I've said that doesn't make sense, push one and say, Michael, that doesn't make sense. How could such and such possibly? And let's enter the conversation and see what we can get to understand together. In the meantime, let's say hello to Dr. Stim and see how that young man is. Dr. Tim is not going to be with us today through next week. Um, he's doing oh, okay. he's uh, vacation time. I remember that, yes. No, okay, he, cool. he's taking vacation. He's taking vacation, oh, okay. but he said where he was going, he was not going to have cell signals. So he right, won't be with us until now. the following Monday. Nobody okay. has their hand up, and there's no questions in the chat room. Well, then, uh, any thoughts for you before we... Invite people. Tell them about St. Louis. Oh, you want me to tell them about St. Louis? Okay. Well, I guess we could talk about St. Louis. Uh, We're going to head out of here probably tomorrow morning, as I say. Uh, We're going to make a stop in a couple of places on the way and uh, get to St. Louis, where we'll get to have some grandbaby time and daughter time and grand or uh, son-in-law time. And on Wednesday night, uh, you know, some of you uh, know Doug and Diane. Uh, Doug is in St. Louis. They've just moved from the West Coast to St. Louis. And uh, he's just set up for Wednesday night for us to be at Unity of um, St. Louis, which is on Skinker Avenue or Skinker Boulevard, I think it is. And from 630 to 930 on Wednesday night, we're going to do Why Is This Happening to Me Again in St. Louis? So we would love for you to come and join us and be part of that process. Uh, it'll be a free open workshop Wednesday night, Unity of St. Louis. You can jump on our website. There's a flyer there. Uh, it's probably on Unity's website by now. We just uh, set it up in just the last 24 hours. So we're just working on putting that together and letting folks know. And uh, hope you'll come and join us in St. Louis. Beyond that, we will uh, be getting a few days in St. Louis and then heading down to Heartland, where we'll uh, begin on uh, the the 1st of uh, August with a 10-day food fund forgiveness and work program. And that's kind of the economy program at Heartland. If anybody wants to come and experience the tools in a residential setting with some awesome food during the food fund forgiveness and work program, we do do cooked food. We don't do that during intensives. We do all fresh and raw. It's just, just fabulous food. Ari has kind of been outdoing himself lately in terms of the food realm. But uh, we'll be serving food, and that'll be part of the Food Fun program. And we'll do work projects on the property during the day. And each evening, we'll do a different workshop, a different set of tools. And then on Saturday, we'll do Mind Shifters and Still Point Breathing. So if you'd like to, uh, to come join us for that, the cost for the whole 10 days for everything, the food, the accommodations, the workshop, workshop materials, everything is uh, $7.50. So if you want to come join us for that 10-day, we'd be honored and delighted. Uh, if, you, uh, if you do choose to that, do that and you have any particular skills and or tools that you could bring with you, that would be helpful. And, of course, we've got 17 buildings, 15 acres, and there's always lots to do. So we'll be working on just kind of getting the property set up and uh, uh, in shape for, uh, for intensives for this summer. And uh, we'll complete that and then... I believe on the 14th of um, August, we'll start a nine-day Why Is This Happening to Me Again. Say again, sweetie. I said you're correct, August 14th. Oh, okay. Oh, cool, yeah. August 14th, we'll do a nine-day Why Is This Happening to Me Again. And in that workshop, we cover why is this happening to me again, healing through relationships, communication that you hear what I think I said, purpose, personal power, and commitment hands-on energy field work, mind shifter, still point breathing. And that's all done in a very deep, intense process format. And we'll do total fresh and raw food. Part of the intensive will be that you get your hands on that food and get some experience of how to take that home with you. And that whole nine-day experience, residential, uh, you know, accommodations, food, workshops, workshop materials, once again, for the nine days is fifteen seventy-five. And if you register before we get it, I'm going to stop saying when we're going to get that done, but before we get the final phase of our email database uh, cleaned up and get a final email out, we'll be offering uh, 15 free DVDs with registration. So 15 DVDs that uh, that normally sell for $600 
off of a 1575 registration takes the registration down to $100,000 for nine days. And uh, the food is awesome. And the, the depth of experience when people come to an intensive and, you know, for over 25 years now, we've been working at Heartland to create a space. And one of the things we know is that crystals hold energy and we're actually, the, the earth that we're on is crystalline-based. If you walk down the road, you see all kinds of quartz crystals. And we've been storing energy in those crystals. People just walk on the property. And I know the first day I walked on it back in 1988, I walked on that property and it's like, this is it. I knew that was the property that Heartland was to be at because of the energy that's there. And so there is a, uh, a powerful energetic space that we've been strengthening and adding to for the last 25 or 26 years. And uh, we'll step into that nine-day intensive. And if you're ready to uh, to make some changes and to do a deep level of work, that's a place where it's going to happen. And then we'll do actually we'll have a day or two off, and then we've got a three-day training for the personal code evaluation part of each intensive by the way is that uh, we do an online personal code evaluation and uh, that we thank uh, Mark Haddis for facilitating getting that together so that we could be doing that online instead of having to do it all on paper and so now that it's online we're making it available to people who are working with clients people who are doing workshops themselves so that they can give people an evaluation i just talked to uh to bill costantino they're in their last week of a 30-day uh forgiveness challenge where they're just going great guns and deepening their experience of the tools and so the three-day training will show people how to interpret and understand and apply properly the personal code evaluation if they're going to be using that and then once again, we'll have a day or so off, and then we'll go into a 16-day laws of living. Do you have the date offhand, honey, when the 16-day laws of living starts? Yeah, it is um, it's the 29th through September so the 13th. 29th of, okay, so the 29th of July through September 13th, we'll do uh, laws no, of living, okay. and that's... No, it's again? Um, August. Not July the 29th, August the 29th. Oh, pardon me, August 29th, right, to July, or to uh, September. Or we could do it in January. Hey, you know, who knows? <laughs> anyway, so if anybody's ready for that one, Laws of Living isn't about, uh, you know, reading a law book or finding out what some superior wants us to do. Law has not, and the Aramaic has nothing to do with the, the will of a superior or being obedient or anything else. It has to do with here's how the energetic dynamics of the universe around you work. It's called law. When you understand and harmonize with it, things go well. When you follow in harmony with it, things don't go so well. And so laws of living is about removing the blocks to being in harmony with the eternal forces that surround you and determine how your world works. You know, a lot of people want to have freedom, 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 freedom. Well, we've got some bad news for those who want freedom. There's no such thing. There is liberty where you have choice and you get to experience the results of your choices. But people who want freedom usually want to engage in behaviors that produce sometimes some pretty catastrophic results, and they want somebody else to be responsible for the results they're experiencing, which, of course, is not going to happen. We each get to experience what we create in our lives. So, so laws of living is a very practical, straight out of the first century Aramaic a uh, 16-day course that steps in and gives a lot of practical step-by-step tools and process for moving, removing the blocks to being in harmony with the eternal forces around them, the eternal forces within their own bodies. You know, a result of, or pardon me, an example of an eternal force is, you know, we've got a fairly good idea of how gravity works. Well, nobody knows what gravity is. There's theories about why it works, but nobody knows what it is. But the only thing you need to know about gravity really is it works. Now, if you don't know how it works or that it works, you might go walking along and, gee, there's a 2,000-foot cliff, and not knowing about the law of gravity, you might step off. That would be your choice. You would have liberty to do that. From there, the law takes over. You don't have a choice about what happens. Cancel the thought once you step off a cliff. The result is going to be in the hands of, a force, an eternal force. 
And so it is in the mental, emotional, physical, relational, financial realms. There are eternal forces. And when we come into harmony with those forces, life tends to go fairly well. When we're out of harmony, we end up in avoidable collision with those energetic forces. And life tends to get kind of traumatic. If you're experiencing a traumatic life and you're ready to be done with it, laws of living might be just what you want to do. And so if you want to join us for that, again, uh, there's uh, up until we get this email out, uh, there's a, a free set of uh, 15 of our two-hour DVDs. And our reason for offering that is to, uh, of course, entice people to go ahead and register early, but also to put the hands in, or the DVDs in people's hands so that they start to use them and build the brain cells for what it is we're going to be doing. And by so doing, the intensive becomes that much more functional and tends to carry people that much further. So, so that's what we'll be doing. And if you'd like to join us, then touch in, let us know. Beyond that, our call-in number is 646-200-4169. And if you have a question for us and you're in the phone queue, if you push one, that will put a little hand up and Jeannie will know you've got a question for us. If you uh, are on one of those stations that we can't see or in your, you're in the chat room, uh, then you can call that number and be having a conversation with us. So, Jeannie, anything happening in the chat room? Anybody with a hand up? We actually have two hands up. Oh, cool. So, Let's say hello. First caller is area code 901. You're on the air. Hi, this is Brenda. And, uh, Welcome, you young lady. How are you doing? I just have a moment to ask the question. And this morning, the Course in Miracles lesson that I was reading, I think was on page 359 or something like that, and it had to do with special relationships. And so I'd like to have you comment or give some insight on what is going on now, which you were talking about earlier with the police and the people and that, in regard to the concept of special relationships. Okay. Well, and of course, and I'm going to listen. All right, delighted, and we'll look forward to seeing you in just a couple of weeks. Yes, I'm looking forward to it, and the package yeah, should totally. be arriving. Awesome. Right. Fabulous. So the course talks about two kinds of relationships: one being special relationships, and one being holy relationships. And for me, the the line of demarcation is. When I move into a conversation where I say, you made me mad, you're the threat in my life, you're the one that makes me fearful, I'm now in a special relationship. I've, and it, it's very similar. It's right in harmony with the whole idea of the codependence to interdependence work that we do. So the special relationship is a relationship where I'm codependent, and that is I believe that you're the cause of the output of my mind. And so I act as though if I could just change you, then I wouldn't have to experience the effects that I'm experiencing in my body, in my mind, in my emotions. When I move into a holy relationship, I move out of that game of denial, dissociation, and projection, and I step into a place where if there's some sort of conflict going on within me, some sort of disturbance, I can stop and say, you know, I have a disturbance going on in me. I can stop blasting you and lambasting you and making you to blame and telling you what's wrong with you and telling you to go away so I don't have to look at me anymore to a space of, hmm, you know, this conversation is bringing up some discomfort for me. I think rather than telling you to shut up and go away and stop talking so I don't have to look at my discomfort, in a holy relationship, I would say, oh, say that again. That really brought some stuff up in me. What do I need to deal with? What do I need to move through? What's my pain about here? And so in a holy relationship, I elicit support for the healing of those dynamics. And so that would be the core of it. Is that kind of the direction you were looking for information on, Brenda? She actually dropped off, so hopefully she'll go back and listen to the archive. Okay. Cool. So that would be my take on it. If anybody has any other questions, if there's more to uh, to discuss, uh, please call in, push one. And, Jeannie, you've got another caller? 
I do. It's area, area code 224. You're on the air. Hi, it's Mary from Woodstock. How are you doing? We Hello. are well. How are good. you, young lady? I'm good. I just thought since uh, Tim wasn't in today, I'd call in a little report on our group last night, which was oh, great. Uh, amazing as usual. Uh, we had a small group. It was just uh, four of us. And sometimes it's just wonderful. It's like a semi-private session with Tim, so uh, we love it. Um, we were going to do uh, finish up. We've been listening to Guy Finley's Talks in the Pines, and we were going to finish it up. But um, one of the guys in our group brought a friend with him who is a little bit familiar with, not exactly familiar with the work, but a little bit. And, uh, and it was kind of fun. I think the Guy Finley thing was a little deep uh, for where we were going. So Tim kind of stopped and about halfway, and we spent the rest of the time on a worksheet, kind of explaining the worksheet and everything. And uh, the uh, new person seemed a little, well, skeptical, uh, but he came with his friends. So he had, you know, he was open and he was respectful. And But he jumped in and he did the worksheet. So I always like to see that. It was funny. And so he was in there, and Tim is explaining everything and nothing better than that. So um, with some confusion, I think he um, – he started the worksheet, and at one point, I could just see, you know, after canceling the goal, he looks up and he goes, "Oh!" <laughs> and, and you can just like all the images I, coming up in it. It still just boggles my mind. <laughs> it still just boggles my mind every time somebody does that. What they get in touch with is just like, yeah. you know, what kind of genius mind came up came up with this as the key to forgiveness? It, it always still amazes me. I mean, it's still just delightful. I, know, I me. love it. Yeah, it was a great time. I mean, you could, it something came up from his childhood. He was just so blown away that you know that he even remembered the issue and amazed that it like had anything to do with the problem he was starting the worksheet with, and so. <laughs> Yeah, and I know he's and so Tim gave him a big old stack of worksheets to take home. So, and uh, so I know cool. that his friend is going to help him with it. So I think that's going to go really well. So that was exciting. So we had a we had a great time. Fabulous! It was yeah, it one I, of those worksheets where everybody could identify. Oh yes, oh of course. It, it just seems like that energy happens. It just everybody starts in the same. Everybody's got the same stuff, I think, in a lot of ways. So we were all on the same yeah. page. It was it was wonderful. Yep. Cool. As usual. Fabulous. Mhm. Well, yep, appreciate yep. you reporting. Thank you. Yep. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm doing pretty well. Things are starting to move, so uh, you know, um, I'm getting back into things. So yeah, doing well. Fabulous. Fabulous. All right. Thanks a lot. All right. Well, we'll look forward to the next time we get face to face. In the meantime, we'll hold you in a blessing. Thanks for the call. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. All right. Lots of love. Bye-bye. All right. So our call-in number is 646-200-4169. And we'll look forward to uh, hearing your sweet voice. Jean, we have a hand up. With a hand up. We actually have oh, great. two hands up. The first one is 808. You're on the air. Hi, this is Roma. In Maui. Oh, hey there, young lady. Welcome. Thank you. Um, What's exciting in your world? How can we support you today? Well, um, the last couple of weeks have been, um, uh, well, I suppose it's a great opportunity, but uh, one thing after another disappearing and collapsing and and I remember in the old days you used to say there's nobody out there. Remember that? Mhm. Yeah. So. So am I, I understanding that life is still giving you opportunities to learn forgiveness? <laughs> yeah. How cool is that? You'd think it was designed for that, wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah. So I've been feeling really sad. I'm very sad. So I'll just give you some feedback in that while I hear your sadness, Mm -hmm. I don't hear that tinge of victimhood that's usually in your voice, so that's a good thing. And I suspect that, you know, from the the last few times you've called in and the last couple of conversations we've had, that you've been opening. 
you know, you, you go back and you listen to Yeshua, and he says, the veil of the temple must be rent in twain. He wasn't talking about tearing apart a purple curtain in a church. He was saying, the barrier between the subconscious and the unconscious has to be opened. In order for those old unconscious dynamics, and it sounds like in this case sadness, to come forward to the presence of love for healing. And so I'd invite you to just be conscious of your breath, keep your breath moving. Oh, here I am, another layer's peeling off, and I'm willing to let this layer peel off and just come out the other side free of it. Yeah. And you've got people from all over the globe right now focused on you right there in Hawaii. Probably we wishing we were there in Hawaii. <laughs> uh, just holding the space. Spraying love on you. I can feel it. I always do. When I call in. My body starts to tremble on. So notice yeah. that your breath is pretty hesitant right now. You might want to just let your breath connect a little more. Because that's what allows the energy to move. When when that veil is open and I'm feeling something that I'd rather not feel, mm-hmm. it's the restriction of the breath that tends to slow down the movement of the energy. Yeah. I can accelerate moving through it by simply staying connected with my breath. Yeah, I think it's fear that... So what arena is the fear in? Uh, loss. Loss. It, 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 so, um, it, it's been a really kind of strange, obvious lesson. You, you know that one of the things was that I was hoping to be there with you all for the uh, retreat and finances didn't come through and was robbed the day before by somebody I thought was one of my best friends. And oh. It was, yeah, really, really shockingly, outstandingly obvious. So it's it's obvious to me that that I, I'm going through a major breakthrough. Fell in love with someone and the relationship just totally dissipated and disappeared computers computers I can't get online anymore computers got a virus computer I don't know it's really uh, if it weren't for a phone <sighs> but I've also had some strange miracles at the same time um, like the moment that my quote friend unquote was robbing my purse I was outside because a neighbor noticed that my car lights were on I went out the battery was dead he and I were working on the car trying to and I had the idea my car parks in such a way that you can't get near the the hood so I had the idea to put it in neutral and maybe he could push the car back and I put it in neutral and he was four feet away from the car. The car began moving backward. And just the day before, I had gone to seek help to open a jar of apple juice that couldn't get open. And as my friend was opening her door, angry because I'd rung the doorbell, the bottle, the the lid of the jar opened itself under my hand. So two incidences where I'm being shown that I'm getting help from the other side of the veil or, you know, from the invisible dimension. So it's a pretty uh, extraordinary thing. But there's literally 14. I woke up in the middle of the night last night, and there are literally 14 things of things falling apart in my life, like getting sick on my birthday, um, I don't know. It's, a, you know, I mean, it's obvious to me that uh, that I am, and my new goal is to be, you know, and to be in my power, without 
uh, without, uh, and he, uh, breathe, <laughs> breathe, yeah, just notice when you think about your goal, yeah, you touch into that deeper energy that's moving. And you want to let yourself go there, although the mind says, no, I don't want to go there. The new goal. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, The old goal is connection, love, trust, workability, happiness, healing, growth, success. The new goal is just be. And... uh, so as you look at 14 different areas it sounds like <laughs> a starting point for 14 different worksheets maybe each one of them is 77 times 70 <laughs> yeah, and right. peel off the layers but the thing I noticed about all of them when I wrote them down was they're all things that are gone so I mm. I put it all together the internet is gone my New love is gone. Uh, Something else that mattered a great deal to me was gone. My friendship was gone. Uh, Just a bunch of things, you know. They were all gone, 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 gone. So anyway, oh, God. So it sounds like canceling the goal to have money, love, access to the Internet, that as you cancel each of those, it will take you into a deeper part of the mind that holds this sadness and loss. And, you know, as long as we hold unresolved sadness and loss, then we're continuously sending out a high energy wave that instructs someone to come and take For things. more, more sadness and loss. God. Yeah. Whoa. Good breath. There's the breath that there's, there's a chunk of energy that moves right there in that breath. Yeah. That's where the shift takes place. Yeah. Oh, and one thing was my pranayama teacher disappeared. Just suddenly is not available. God. Yeah. Sounds like um, the universe is de- give, delivering to the message that it's safe and healing for you to be standing on your own. Yeah, really. I mean, it's yeah, clearly really. that. It clearly is that. There's no question about message. it. It's like. You know, be with yourself. That's it. Yeah. And uh, and uh, that's uh, fine. It's uh, And if there are energies to be cleaned up around that, uh-huh. then to be in the space of willingness, <clears throat> pardon me, to allow that energy to move and to clean it up. Right. I was talking to someone the day before yesterday who uh, is someone who's been to Heartland previously and just recently found out that her husband was cheating on her recently being like several weeks ago. And so she's been in just pain and trauma and turmoil. What her mind was telling her was over her husband cheating on her. And I pointed out that, you know, asked the question, well, you know, before you met this man, did you know this pain, turmoil, and trauma that you're experiencing right now? Hmm. Yes. As a matter of fact, I did. So notice it's not about him cheating on you. It's about the contents of your mind. So Mm -hmm. she's been going on for weeks in this just cycle of pain. And about 24 hours later, she texted me. She said, you know, I woke up this morning. I wasn't obsessing about him. I had energy. I went and cleaned my closets. I said, that's a good metaphor for what you're doing. You're cleaning out the closets of the content. And so Mm -hmm. when I can step into that space... And all I need to do is let my field soften and open to process that energy out and be finished with that part of my story. So it sounds like you're right on track. and That's cool. And every time you connect to a higher level of energy, if there are any layers of that left to come up, they'll come up, and that's how you work through them. Yeah. It was interesting. On my birthday on Monday, I found out that one of my Facebook friends had the same birthday, that person's name is I am. And interesting. My, yeah, it was. And my experience of your um, 
what you delivered the ACIM course on Monday um, really has to do with that kind of simplicity of being. Um, and I and that day, after I listened to the to the radio program, I remembered that you used to say the phrase, "There is no one out there." Oh. And I knew what it meant. I knew it then, and I know it now. Um, All smoke and mirrors. Yeah, right. So um, that was definitely a gift, a birthday gift for me on Monday that you um, that you gave. Well, that's awesome. Well, it's nice to hear that you're going to be in St. Louis. I'm going to call my friends in St. Louis and see if I can. Oh, cool. Get them to come down. Some of them actually, the people I have in mind to call actually were there in St. Louis um, some years ago, back in the like I don't know before I moved to India. Uh, so that was before 2006. Have pictures of us at the uh, at the event when you were there last time. So I'm going to try to connect with them and let them know you're going to be there. So it's just Wednesday night, or are you doing anything beyond that? Just Wednesday night, 6.30 to 9.30. Okay. We're going to do one one workshop, and then we're talking about doing something in uh, September. (coughs) Pardon me, when when we're finished with the intensive season before we head back to Florida. So we may do a, a larger series. This was just kind of a quick thing. Doug and Diane are moving back there. And so uh, we want to support them and get some energy moving for uh, for expanding things. And Gail is there, so we're hoping to connect everybody. Dr. Phil is, is there, so we're going to see if we can get everybody together and connect it and play a little bit. And yeah, yeah, they have a lot of people there. Together. Do you know what the name yeah. of the minister at the church is nowadays? There isn't one. There's no minister? There's no minister at Unity of uh, of uh, St. Louis and on really? Skinker at this point. No. Oh, really? All right. Well, we hold the space, and I'll throw out the thought that you know, if if you want to join us for the intensives this summer, we're still there and open. And if money's a challenge, we're happy to break it up and you know, in a way that makes it workable for you. So just know that I've tried that. A, I've actually tried to figure out. I, it's it costs thirteen hundred dollars for me to fly there. So that's right. I hear that. Right yeah. So even yeah. I tr- I thought about coming just for food funding. I thought about coming just for the first thing, but that's more than half of uh, it's just it's just impossible. So anyway, it's okay, it's all right. At least um, phone calls are still here. So well, we'll hold the space if the door is supposed to open. And again, you know, if if money as far as the intensives goes, a challenge, we'll work out a payment plan that makes it workable and take it from there. Thank you for offering. Okie doke. All right. Well, blessing. Blessings to All right. everybody. Blessings. Okay, All righty. Take care. Bye-bye. We're down to about two minutes. Jeannie, how about talking about what you're planning in uh, Lansing or just outside of Lansing, Michigan in uh, September? Well, it's on the website already, and we do have another caller, but we don't have time to uh, take another question, I don't think, because we're less than um, two minutes. But, We've got a minute. Uh, yeah. We will be starting on at 5 o'clock on Thursday, September the 15th, going through about 1 o'clock on Sunday, September the 18th. So it's four-day Women Healing Women. And so by us doing the timing that way, you basically only have to take a day or a day and a half off work and it's very intense. We've got over 20 hours of class time in it, so it is a intense four-day intensive. We will be doing raw food. We're talking to a couple of different ladies to see if they can come and, and do the kitchen for us. And so uh, we will have uh, fabulous raw food like we do at Heartland. And uh, the flyer is already on the website, and the cutoff day for uh, signing up for that, if you, uh, where our space is limited, we're going to be uh, doing both residential and commuters. There's a few people that live close to Michelle who are going to probably commute back and forth. So we have two different prices for those. Um, and we have a space. It's all about nine. women's issues. 
it is all about women's issues, and it's only women that are going to be there. So, um, But we have space for nine people to stay residentially there at Michelle's, and then we have a space for uh, nine more to be commuters, so a total of 18 people, and that includes Michelle and I and whoever's doing the food. So space is limited, so if you're interested, uh, half of the deposit would save your space. The balance of it's due by August the 25th, so that's just six weeks away. So it's, um, to get registered for it, it's eight weeks away for the actual intensive itself, and we're excited about that. All right, and our time is up. I yep, just got the signal. Is. I think we've been cut off. We have. So be blessed. <laughs>